that's really what it is, bro. This is 4th Street, and we got Mo Dogs on 88.5 this year. Three, two, one. It's that time of the day. Welcome to the 4th Street Sports Show, an award-winning student podcast covering all things Golden Eagles. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. And as always, we're going to have a great day on the show. Just a little things to forecast. We're going to, of <laughs> course, talk about Southern Miss football. Winning against Tulane in a close match, 27-24, to 24, with definitely a lot of storylines and parody, of course. <laughs> um, but we'll jump into that uh, in a few. But first, guys, we want to preview our special interview with our special guest that we will have on in Lindsay Legg, uh, who is uh, on the volleyball team. We talked to her about a, a lot of things, especially, and some of the research that she is doing in her career field. So that'll be interesting. Be sure to check that out. But without further ado, guys, how are you? guys doing man percolating <laughs> i'm doing well doing well fun weekend in tulane we back here for street sports show yes i'm just i had the weekend off and come back from a 12 and a half hour car ride without air conditioning so Sheesh. wow our conditioning went out so it was interesting it was a little warm but at least i saw um ohio state win so <laughs> and Brutus get clothesline. Yeah, he did. That yeah, was pretty crazy. He deserved it. So, Nathan, man, get in here for a quick second, man. Tell us how, how everything is going, man. Oh, it's going good, y'all. I hope y'all enjoy the rap that I did earlier. It was, a, I did my best impression of Austin, you know, how good he does on the rap. So, yeah, it's a good show. I'm glad to be on, y'all. Of course. And lastly, I want to give a shout-out to Sky, our producer. But without further ado, just some quick thoughts before we hop into our eagle eye. That's uh, usually what we do. Just some quick thoughts on the game, and we'll jump to the eagle eye, guys. Yes, so we, uh, Jackson, Nathan, and me were at the Tulane game, and I mean, it was a great game to go to, and it's just a feeling, I wrote about it in my story, just um, from a, you know, fan's perspective, I think you could just tell, but also players and coaches of how much it meant. It felt like uh, relieving, but also, you know, a step in the right direction, and that's what they've been waiting for so long, and really, I feel like that could have been what Liberty could have felt like, um, mm -hmm. but to do it against Tulane was even bigger for the program, and yes. to do it on the road, so it was just a great atmosphere after game to feel that, and you could tell of how, how much it meant. Yeah, like you said, just a big game, and it meant so much. I remember Tulane went up 14 to nothing, and all of us in the press box, we were prepared to write a somber story about the game. <laughs> I know I had the headline in mind, Southern Miss gets their bell rung by Tulane. That was circulating. <laughs> but then Southern Miss came back. You know, they came within, uh, I believe, seven at halftime, and then they came back 17 unanswered in the second half. But you look at the stats, they got outgained by almost 200 yards. They didn't look particularly uh, impressive on offense but they were opportunistic they scored when they had to and special teams that was really the difference and then the Eric Scott pick six was the icing on the cake just a huge victory for Southern Miss and to do it against a rival to bring the bell home who you haven't beaten in 10 12 years something like that mm -hmm. just absolutely huge and probably the biggest win of Will Hall's tenure so far I think that there's no debate there 
Yes. Um, so without further ado, we'll hop into the Eagle Eye. Great talk right there. We're going to talk more about Tulane and Southern Miss coming up and just talk about the Battle of the Bell. But without further ado, Charlie, let's take it away with some women's golf. Yes. So we had the men's golf team in here last week uh, for their title. And guess what? The ladies added a title to their belt also. And their first since 2017. So impressive for them. They won the Hoover Invitational last week thanks to the play of Amoka on who finished a career-best second place, and Freen Chompitagdatsha finished ninth, and freshman J.C. Fields also finished 10th, with Alina Melik uh, finishing behind her at 12th place. So good all-around performance from women's golf. And they will return to action October 3rd and 4th at the Pat Lesser Harbottle Invitational, all the way up in Seattle, Washington. And an update from a men's golf right now who are playing at the Old Town uh, Collegiate. They're actually leading after day wow. one again. Wow. So huge uh, start to the season for golf. Yeah, I'm just moving over to soccer. Uh, Southern Miss, they bounced back from a 4-1 to one loss on the road against ULM with a draw in its first matchup against James Madison at home on Sunday afternoon. Alice, Alex Hambling, Helbling recorded a clean sheet with six saves for Southern Miss, a second scoreless tie of the season. Esmeralda Figuera uh, led the team with three shots, which were all on target. And the Golden Eagles are 1-1-1 one and one and one <laughs> in Sunbelt play and will stay home for the next matchup against Texas State on Saturday, October 1st at 1 p.m. Volleyball time here on the Eagle Eye. The Golden Eagles kicked off Sunbelt play at home against none other than the reigning conference champions in South Alabama. The Jaguars took the first game in four sets despite a late Southern Miss comeback. Sophomore Megan Harris recorded a career high 32 digs in the match along with 26 kills from Mia Wesley and a 500 hitting percentage, 11 kill performance from Kara Atkinson as well. The Golden Eagles were able to get the revenge on Saturday with a five-set battle win against South Alabama. Atkinson tied her career high in kills with 15, while Kenzie Smith tallied a career high 61 assists. Wesley finished the match with a match high 24 kills and a career high 25 digs for the double double. And Mia Wesley just continues to climb aboard the record books and cementing herself in Southern Miss history. The Golden Eagles are now 9 and 5 and will host Troy September 30th and October 1st at the Wellness Center with first serve Friday night at 6 p.m. Just before I jump into uh, men's tennis, I just want to uh, say a quick statement about volleyball. It was a phenomenal game. I was there Saturday, of course. I did not attend. Also, along with Dima, the uh, the Battle of the Bell. I felt a little salty about it, but <laughs> but I had some other priorities to get straight, of course. But um, just being there, just seeing Kenzie Smith and Mia Wesley, those that, those two ladies are special. And Cara Atkinson, she came up huge, especially uh, closing out sets. She closed out like two or three sets before she closed out the um, game winner with the game winner with a, a major spike down the middle of the court that just set the wilderness center on fire. So I just want to say this volleyball team, as always, they're special, and they continue to raise the bar. Mia continues to break career records. Kenzie Smith uh, continues to break uh, career records. And Carl Atkinson is definitely a, a young uh, young player that definitely has a lot of 
just a lot of fire. She's interesting to watch and fun to watch. And this volleyball team is energetic, um, and they're fun to watch. So I definitely encourage you to go down to the Wellness Center when you can. But without further ado, uh, speaking on men's tennis, um, men's tennis actually earned four wins over a two-day span at the Southern Miss Invitational here in Hasburg, of course. The Golden Eagles now head to the ITA All-American this Saturday through Monday in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that should be interesting. And moving on to our main topic, of course, um, football. Um, you know, as the moment we've all been waiting for, like I said, we have to get a little things out of the way to let people know what's going on outside of Southern Miss football. But going into it, guys, Southern Miss would defeat Tulane 27-24 to at Yalman Stadium in New Orleans. And we'll be back with some more afterwards to discuss everything. But it shall be fun. But without further ado, take it away, Nathan. He's taking over the radio rap this week. Let's get it. Golden Eagles captured their biggest win of the season and possibly of the Will Hall era this weekend with a 27-24 victory over the undefeated Tulane Green Wave. Even though this is just another W in the win column, the road to this victory could not be overshadowed. Yeah, the road had no pavement on it. All right, it was gravel. All right, there was a lot of holes. All right, there were some trees knocked down in it. And uh, it's been a really, really tough road. All right, but the road's starting to get clear and it's starting to get better. You know, we're a much more talented team. Uh, we got a young quarterback that's got a chance to be a really good player. We got a lot of talent around him, and we're recruiting at a really high level. So the road is starting to get where we can drive a little bit faster on it. Defensive stars Eric Scott and Bailing Gill agreed that the road to this victory had been a long time coming, but they know that the team cannot get complacent after the massive win. They attributed their success in this game to Competition Tuesday and making the game about what the team can do rather than making it about the opponent. We, I feel like that, that goes back to Tuesday. Like, Tuesday is our hardly practice day. Like, I feel like if, when we get done on Tuesday and we do our job on Tuesday, we can do our job in the game. I feel like that game was strictly about Southern Miss. We had to get back to our roots, our DNA, and that's what that game was about. It was us against us. Facts. It wasn't against Tulane. It was us showing ourselves that we deserve to win. We deserve to be in this position. We deserve to make plays Facts. that we make. And that's what happened. The Green Wave would start the game hot as they would score two rushing touchdowns from Ty J Spears to give Tulane an early 14-0 lead. The Golden Eagle offense struggled early on, failing to score on their first four drives. They would finally get some momentum halfway through the second quarter with a defensive stop at Tulane's six-yard line. The Golden Eagles took advantage of great field position after the punt with a quick 23-yard passing touchdown from Zach Wilkie to Jason Brownlee. The momentum continued to flip as the Golden Eagles special teams unit would get their first block of the game on the very next drive, leading to a field goal for Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles would only find themselves down 17-10 at halftime in a game they had not executed well on offense. Southern Miss's defense stepped up big time, nearly shutting out the two-lane offense in the second half. After a two-lane missed field goal, the Golden Eagles put together their best offensive drive, going 70 yards in seven plays to tie the game at 17-all. The special teams unit would show up again, as they would block a field goal this time, leading to a made field goal on the next drive to give the Eagles their first lead of the game. The clean game by both teams would end on the next drive as Eric Scott would get his second pick six of the season. Great effort and hustle by uh, Christian Booth, T. 
to knock it up in the air. And then for Jay Stanley to lead me into the end zone, man, I was just, I was just so happy. A lot of emotions. Tulane would go on to score a late touchdown to tighten the score at 27 to 24. But Southern Miss would recover the onside kick to end the game once and for all. This has been Nathan Lee with Four Street Sports. Thanks, Nathan, with that radio recap right there of the Tulane versus Southern Miss. I'm going to keep saying it. Battle of the Bell. As you all know, also, just a side uh, sidebar, the bell was broke. <laughs> the bell was broke. It didn't last long, um, but it ended up getting... Uh, it ended up breaking, and it was a sad but fun moment at the same time. Hopefully it gets uh, passed up pretty soon. I know Will Hall st uh, said in the, in the press conference that it, there are some good uh, welders in Hattiesburg, so hopefully somebody can repair the uh, bell. But moving on, talking about the game, um, just one thing that I want to comment on that Nathan said that was very interesting and um, just highlighting uh, just the Will Hall area so far. Uh, Nathan said that this was probably the momentous or uh, the biggest win, matter of fact, in uh, the Will Hall era so far. So, guys, could you just comment on that statement right there and what you guys think about that um, going against his former team? You know, he came from Tulane, the offensive coordinator there before coming to Southern Miss. Could we just comment on is so far has this been the biggest win in the Will Hall era and what does, what's to look forward to next? Yeah, I mean, I think that Will Hall has, you know, he has – five wins now including this one so five wins in Southern Miss so it's uh, to me it's not even a question it's the biggest win I mean you talk about you know and I think like Charlotte or not Charlotte just said a few seconds ago like if this was against Liberty then Liberty would have been the biggest win mm -hmm. right up until this point but this is a game where Tulane is 3-0 they just came off of beating a power five opponent on the road they're 13 and a half point favorites um, their defense is exceptional Southern Miss's offense has not been, you know, and they still weren't to, the, to what they should be in this game today. But they show that they have the willingness to win a football game. And that's why they've talked about that for, for now over a year and a half, about the toughness of the team. They've got to recruit. They've got to get better so that they can put themselves in the best position to win a game. That win last Saturday was not based on, um, it wasn't based on just like the football aspect, like they didn't, you know, it, it was solely based on the toughness of the team, special teams, the defense, the offense, all of the mental, they came in there, they didn't, they didn't lose their confidence, they knew that they could win that football game, and that's a testament to Will Hall, and that's a testament to the Will Hall coach that all these players transferred from the SEC, transferred from these bigger schools to come play for, and this is no question, in my opinion, the biggest win of the Will Hall era and, and potentially the biggest win in the past decade. I mean, if you take the 2016 Kentucky game into consideration and a couple others, but just of what Southern Miss fans have had to endure over the past, you know, since the 2020 season, ever really since the, the end of the 2019 season when um, Jake Abraham got hurt and then, the you know, just the downfall of Southern Miss football since then. It all led to this moment where they go on the road and beat a rival out of all teams. Like, it, this wasn't like, you know, Tiddlywinks College or anything. This was Tulane where, you know, they they win a trophy. Like, they, they win yes. something to win this game, and they do it on the road in front of a hostile environment. And I think, without a question, it's the biggest win, and it really changes the outlook of this season.
piggybacking off of that, sorry. Um, Natron, I think it was Natron in the interviews, you could tell that the player, what it really meant to the players because he said, you know, he came from a school where he was winning. So lots of these uh, players, you know, had to adjust to losing, especially, you know, transfers too, coming from SEC. And um, to be, you know, to lose is, is tough for everyone. And for them to, you know, put a, you know, high morale kind of performance and win like that, it meant so much. Um, Nathan included that quote from Eric Scott that said, uh, "We it was us against us. Going, it gets us back to our DNA, our roots." But also, Natron literally said that he, it was like tears of joy when the game ended, just because that 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 road that Coach Hall was talking about it includes all the players too during that tenure since um, 2020. I mean, you think three coaches, uh, you know, and then last year the quarterback situation. It's just been an absurd time span these last two years and to have you know during that year will hall on tulane beat southern miss 66 24 (laughs) so you see the transformation into two years um is definitely you know very promising it's it's the most promising thing that's happened to southern miss in that time span we know how much will hall loves him some metaphors and he delivered two at the press conference that you know made a lot of sense the first one was talking i don't remember the exact uh metaphor but it was about getting the wagon over the hill (laughs) and he thinks they finally did that and then you know the wagon going up the hill it's been a tough road and then all of the players seemingly quoted that same metaphor we spoke to like four players after the game and they all had some semblance of that uh, metaphor and then the other metaphor he quoted bobby bowden and said sometimes you lose big you lose small then you win small and then you win big they definitely lost big last year and hey they won close this year he thinks they might be progressing more than they think but y'all hit the nail on the head it was a rivalry win rivalry win that's a tongue tire but just very important and you talked about if the liberty win would have happened that might have been the big one if you even if you compare the two this is bigger because it's a rivalry game on the road yes. against a really good team, mm-hmm. against Will Hall's former team. Yeah. The beatdown that Tulane laid on the Golden Eagles in Hattiesburg likely got Will Hall the job. Wow. Right. So it's just really important, and this was a turning point, I think, for the Golden Eagles this season. Now, who knows what they could do in Sunbelt play? Well, I mean, it just brings a whole new sense of confidence with the team, right? Because, like Jackson's saying, you can say all you want, you know, about all the metaphors you can bring. It's like, you know, solving a math problem. I can have all of the functions and formulas and all that, but unless I do it, I'm never going to really fully understand the reasoning behind it, right? So you can hear and repeat and say all these metaphors that Will Hall's been saying, but once you see it happen on the field and see all the work finally come out and win a big game like that, then you see, and that's what you're saying, tears of joy, like that's so powerful. Like just what these players have had to go through, and especially Coach Hall, you know, he's faced a a fair amount of criticism, you know, for not getting this, you know, as quickly as possible back to where it used to be. But, and he's told fans that it's gonna be a road, it's gonna be a grind. And now that you see, and Charlie said, it's it's a step in the right direction. I think it's probably the biggest step they've had so far in the right direction. It's probably a big leap because like now you can see a way they can very much compete this season in the Sun Belt and potentially 
uh, a shot at a bowl game. Yes, and just to add to that, I think that you guys both hit it uh, right on the nose with that one, was that, you know, he's been saying these things all season, and, and the season before that of, uh, you know, getting the ball rolling. Um, I think I, I recall him saying in the Miami presser how uh, once they get this thing rolling, um, it's going to be all down uh, downhill from there, and then, you know, it's going to be ball game, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think the fans are kind of seeing that now that, hey, uh, they put two games together where they haven't forced, they haven't given up a, a turn over and that's that's huge in itself um i saw a stat by uh scott Watkins. i think it was that the last time that they did that was in 2015 versus 2015 or 2016 it was when they put together no turnovers versus rice and charlotte that year and it's just um just the small things that you don't really, about david yeah david my bad um my bad for miscrediting but uh david ecker uh but it's just the um, the the small things that take into account wins like this, and just those things are huge in itself. And I think fans are uh, realizing, hey, like you know, we should buy in more now that we we see that we can compete with these teams. And one example of that was the first half against Miami. Fans saw it, but you know, you know how that you know uh, half ended up crumbling in the second half. But now they see that um, you know Will Hall can get it done, especially against some form formidable opponents. Especially what Tulane did uh, the week before against Kansas State, and we look at them. Kansas State just went on to beat number six Oklahoma. Yeah. So you know you hear the parodies of oh, is Southern Miss better than no number six Oklahoma <laughs> now that K State beat uh, Oklahoma, and you know the the fall from there, the dominoes, uh, the dumb no effect of course but it's just it's interesting to see just the the growth that has happened just within the couple of weeks and uh now he's talking about uh, we heard the statement today that zach wilkie yep. uh is solidified as the starter so you're kind of seeing a turnover here we don't know where it goes from here but it's definitely a, a a good way to start and it gives fans hope now that they can see that this team can compete especially with the defensive union and the special teams performing as well as they did also last week and also think it's something worth crediting. Like Southern Miss should really be three and one right now. Like mm -hmm. if you take out just silly turnovers in the Liberty game, they could very easily be three and one right now headed into Sunbelt play next weekend at Troy. So it's just you see that and I don't think any one of us here projected three and one coming out of the first four games. Um, so uh, just uh, unbelievable um, how the turnaround has seen and now you're seeing it and now we'll really see it as they go uh, to the Trojans next weekend. And, and let's talk about turnarounds within the turnaround. Austin, you mentioned no turnovers for two straight games. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilkie went into the locker room with a clean jersey. He wasn't sacked a yes. single time. No. So for the offensive line to turn around like that, and they still have work to do, mm -hmm. but the fact that they were able to do that against a good two-lane defense yes. bodes well for the future because they're not playing Tinky Winky University anymore. They're playing <laughs> Sunbelt play, so it's going to be course. interesting to see. And lastly, guys, that was an excellent statement also, Jackson. But just before we get out of here, before for a break, I just want to ask you guys just to grade Zach, Zach Wilkie's performance. Um, he's now had three starts now. Um, he went 17 for 25 for 184 yards, and uh, he had a couple t uh, touchdown passes right there. Could we just grade his performance as A or B, or what do you think now that he's solidified as the starter? And uh, we'll hit the break afterwards. 
Well, taking last year's, you know, quarterback situation, I don't think there's a scale that that could, performance could be on. So yeah. I, I think he did what he, uh, he needed to do. And, you know, it wasn't the most impressive performance. It's not one that, you know, will stand out to you, but he did what he had to do. Also, his receivers, you know, uh, Brownlee casting the counter for over half, almost 75% of his yardage. So he has the weapons, you know, he's <laughs> making the right decisions. Coach said his eyes were looking right all game. And then he came back with a different intensity in that second half. You couldn't ask for more. Yeah, I'm not going to grade him on the curve where we didn't have a quarterback last year play for Southern Miss. So I'd give him about a B on the true freshman scale. I mean, he's done everything you've wanted to do. He hasn't been spectacular, but he has that ceiling that he can reach. So he's done what you want from a true freshman quarterback this year, and he can only improve. Yeah, I mean, I would probably give him an A. I mean, you take out just the the weirdness of the Northwestern State game where they're trying to throw in two quarterbacks you have a very good first half against a Miami defense who's very good you know and then you have uh two touchdowns thrown against 165 yards for um against a very 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 good two-lane defense um so you got to give him I would say an A um and uh, we'll see what happens you know like Charlie said it's not like a standout performance but you know what it did it got them the victory and you know that 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 is all that you can ask for now if they had lost and then you look at that performance you may give him a different grade but he did what he needed to do he didn't throw an interception uh so he's not he wasn't the reason they could have lost of course. And I think that is the way we'll end it out. Um, and we will be back with our interview guest we have on, Lindsay Legg, which was a pre-recorded uh, interview that we did in the Wellness Center with a nice backdrop. If you're watching on the stream, you'll see it. Uh, it involved Charlie and Dima. Uh, without further ado, we'll be back with Lindsay Legg's interview. This is the 4th Street Sports Show on Southern Miss Radio. Now we are back. We are now about to get into our special interview with volleyball player Lindsay Legg. She is a Red Star junior here on campus, and we'll be talking about the changes to the upcoming year so far with the new addition of head coach Jenny Hazelwood and how the season is going so far. And also, she ha is a special, special lady. Um, she's actually doing research with the volleyball team on how um, training in the um, training, how training affects the athlete. Um, so that is something that will be very interesting. Without further ado, we'll hop into it. Welcome back to Four Street Sports Show. We're here with Lindsay Legg from Southern Miss Volleyball. Uh, she's about to practice. So we're not going to take up too much of her time, but we just want to see how Lindsay's doing. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And so 12 games into the season, just kind of what are your first takeaways from these first couple of weeks? Um, I think we've seen a lot of growth in the last like 12 weeks. You got to compare to last year, kind of where we're at at this point. Um, just being able to, we are done with tournament play, going in conference play. We've learned from all of our losses, learned from our wins. So I think we're looking pretty strong to compete start conference this coming week. So fourth season at Southern Miss, correct? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I'm the grandma of the team, that's for sure. <laughs> so from your experience, you know, what has changed or felt uh, different from these first games compared to, you know, your experience? And it could be individually too, mm -hmm. something that you've done differently. Um, I think for the team and myself included, it's been fun with this new coaching staff coming in, everyone loving the game and enjoying to play again. Like you see people, I don't know if you can see behind me, but like people are coming in early to practice, wanting to get better and like be 
see that improvement and that growth and wanting to be in here, which is promoted like, A, that's a positive environment here, but B, you're only gonna perform better when you're in that kind of state. So that over the past four years has been awesome. I think it's a little bit different for me this year being in my last year, so it's been a lot of like the coaching aspect or helping the younger players kind of develop and like, okay, these are high pressure situations. It's a little different than high school, especially with our two freshmen, like just being able to be there and like a mentor, like, okay, I've done this for those four years. Like now for me, it's like second nature. So kind of helping that on that end. And let's backtrack mm -hmm. to uh, before when you you were the grandma of the team. Okay. Um, <laughs> you transferred from San Diego State, yes. originally from Fort Walton. Uh, could you talk just how you ended up at Southern Miss and just if you could kind of recap your overall experience of what Southern Miss has meant to you these last four years? Yeah. Um, so, okay, going from Florida to cross country San Diego back to the south and southern, it was definitely an experience. Um, what kind of brought me back here is just the environment as like Southern Miss as a school, and Southern Miss like as a town, like everybody is so involved in the athletic programs here at Southern and Hattiesburg. So that was something that really drew me here. And um, I think for me, like uh, that first year, uh, the first year I was here was the first year of beach too. So like I got to play both and see that kind of experience. And that's been awesome to see grow as it's to year like five now. Um, so being team grandma, yeah, it's been fun to go back and reflect of, okay, I started off in the Coliseum. So I had the Coliseum and now I'm in this awesome new facility. Um, and getting, like I've had so many new teammates like throughout the process and just the friendships and the community surrounding Southern Miss. I think yeah, and, and we had Coach Hazelwood on mm -hmm. the show a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and she was talking about teamwork and teammates. And obviously, you know, this is a pretty new squad with a couple of freshmen like you were just talking mm -hmm. about, you know. But it seems like you all have had a great season so far and really built on uh, chemistry and really yeah. built on teamwork. So just talk about the importance of that chemistry uh, with volleyball and just importance of that teamwork that Hayes, Ms. Coach Hazelwood was talking about a few weeks ago, just in your own words. Yeah. Um, so the camaraderie on this team has been, I couldn't ask for a better senior season. I think we've all gotten along so well. We're never really tired of each other. Like I'll go be at home on a weekend by myself. I'm like, I want to see my teammates. So like that's been awesome. But also everybody has the, each other's best interests in mind. And so like I feel like this team can be like, someone can look at me and be like, Lindsay, get your stuff together. And I could do the same to somebody else. And that's only going to drive a better performance out of that person. And like that self-accountability and being able to be a team and be a family of, okay, we can be together when times are hard. We can call somebody out when those times are hard and for the benefit of the team as a whole and like getting the wins this program deserves. Yeah, and just talking about your work just off the court, um, you know, you're in the School of Kinesiology um, and Nutrition and currently partnered with the Biomax Medics Lab to do some research. So could you just go through that and explain that process? Yeah, so in the Biomechanics Lab, we do some fun stuff with like force plates, motion capture system. This past year, we had I had all my teammates come in and we kind of looked at their jumping and landing, their blocking and hitting kind of skills, like on the motion capture system of like, okay, how are you landing? Are you landing more on one foot versus the other? Um, and the whole goal of that in like the study of human movement, which is pretty much like what kinesiology and biomechanics is all about, is how do we take that and kind of enhance performance, enhance, like reduce your risk of injury. So like it's been kind of fun to see, okay, maybe changing like what we're doing in the weight room or changing how we're doing different mechanics playing volleyball to be A, more efficient, but B, have better success rates. So that's been super fun and it's been able to bridge like my academic interest and career with like the sport that I love.
And kind of what was the inspiration behind that, if you could kind of take us back to when you first started? Yeah, I think for me, I was always like, I'm going to go to the PT route, I'm going to go to the AT, but I kind of, I don't, uh, with the faculty I had here, it, it just kind of evolved to where I wanted to be on the research side and like looking into like female sports, especially in like even volleyball, like you don't see a lot of the times it's as well recognized in the literature as like baseball or football or basketball, so something like that. So that was kind of something that I aimed to like almost fill a gap in. And then they just kind of worked of like, I'm super interested in like ACL risk, injury risk, like what are we wearing or training that kind of in increases or reduces those risks. So that's been, that was kind of where my interest fell. And then with just, with the sport of volleyball, it's, it just kind of went hand in hand because I mean, volleyball were jumping and landing all the time. So it just kind of ended up working out. And I've had awesome faculty and coaches to be able to promote both my academic and athletic growth, and they've been allowed, allowed me to do that. So. And where are you at in this process? And like, what have you uh, been able, or you said the athletic trainers that were able to kind of apply specifically, mm -hmm. like what's been the results of this yeah, research? Yeah, so kind of where we're at is just like the application piece of understanding like our imbalances, our deficiencies, and being able to implement those. And like, same like when you're training your skills. like I. If my service is not clicking on the core, like I better be coming in to work on my angles and my service. It's, a, it's a the same thing. It's like a training thing. And um, with that, it's just like you're always going to have data. You always have gaps to fill. So like I'm still in the process of like running the statistical analysis now. So like we're slowly getting some things back here or there. So that's kind of where we're at. And we've talked, Coach Jenny and I have talked about like, okay, now can we do something with like that was more like lower extremity. Can we do something with arms? Looking at like your arm speed, all like how they're swinging, those kind of mechanics. So there's all that kind of room to grow in. And research is a huge process. Mm -hmm. On top of being a student athlete, could you just tell us what this process has kind of taught you and what you have learned? Yeah, um, first thing is I should have bought a cot a long time ago <laughs> to go in the locker room and to go in the lab because I don't leave those two spaces. But I think um, it's been, it taught me the intangibles, I think, of like being able to communicate, being able to get a lot my time to be as, like, to put all of my efforts into one thing, but then you go be able to flip a switch. And, okay, I'm in the lab, doing my lab work, get it done, flip a switch, come to volleyball and be like 200%. So finding that balance of time management, and especially traveling on the road, being able to take this to understand my needs and kind of build those skills of, okay, I gotta communicate my needs, I need time management. And then another thing it's kind of made me realize is okay, I can be two different identities almost. Like I'm an athlete and I'm a student. So like being able to merge those two was, always, was kind of like a breakthrough moment for me because I was like, athletes always first, like athletic schools, like volleyball was me. So like understanding we're more than just an athlete. And you talk about that breakthrough just now. Um, have you been able to kind of help or guide other student athletes? Or if you had any advice, what would you give them to kind of help that work-life balance? It's always a discussion mm -hmm. talked about with student athletes. Um, yeah, I think I've been able to kind of help a little bit. I think it took a long time for me to realize we're all going through the same thing. And although it might be small differences here or there, we've had to just bond together and be there in support of each other and being able to. I think a big part of it was being able to communicate and, and how that person wants to be communicated with. Like, I'm very much a be straightforward. You don't need to tell me I'll be okay. I know I'm okay. That just makes it worse. But then some people need that, like, handheld. So I think, like, understanding, and that goes back to the whole team, being a team thing, understanding each other's needs and how they want to be communicated with to kind of make it 
through this one. So what's the overall goal for you? Are we going to be calling you Dr. Lindsay Legg soon? <laughs> um, let's hope. Um, I am a, so obviously I'm in my last year right now in the process. I have interview after interview right now with PhD programs. So those are just like initial like applications and stuff. This decision won't be made till the spring, so, but that is the end goal. So hopefully like three and a half years, four years, it'll be a doctor. Well, we wish you the best luck on that. And just going back to volleyball, uh, we're recording this before the first uh, Sun Belt Conference matchup against South Alabama. Could you just tell what's the kind of the team's focus right now and how y'all are preparing just for this uh, Sun Belt slate? Yeah. Um, so I think it goes back to being able to scale, execute a plan, and then focusing on ourselves. We control what we do, so that's a big thing, like making sure our first contact goes great. Like we need to make sure we tidy up our side and then we can, okay, we can focus on, okay, if we're going to take away, like, 10.1 player, what do we need to do in those, like, certain situations? So I think we're just coming in right now, grinding our tail off to be able to, okay, if we're confident in our skills now, and a match will just come. We don't have to think about it. So we're excited. Come watch us Friday, Saturday. I think it'll be an exciting game. And there seems to be some really good uh, characters on this team, too. Do you have anything you'd like to give us from uh, what you like about this team this year? I think the best part of this team is the aspect of that we're a team. And I think we're pretty fun to watch, whether it be like exciting plays on the game. But I mean, shout out to the bench, because we've come up with some fun cheers. And we're beating every bench right now in terms of like bench to bench battles, like dancing, bowling balls, like waving. So I think that's been fun. It's made the whole environment itself. We work as a unit. Like we're supporting each other who's playing, who's off. Like, so I think that's the funnest thing about it. So definitely come to Wellness Center to hear some of those new cheers and see the soon-to-be Dr. Lindsay Legg. <laughs> Lindsay, we thank you for coming on 4th Street, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Huh? Listening to 4th Street, you are. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. We're now giving flowers. Welcome back to our flower section, presented to you by University Floors and Gifts on Highway 49 here in Hattiesburg. But without further ado, guys, we are going to announce our fourth street player of the week, and we have our honorable mention section too. So that'll be interesting. I think we have a couple of honorable mentions, so we'll get into that later. But without further ado, let's get a drum roll, guys. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, that's my game host voice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Demon's about to get a, a, a beat started here. But our first street player of the week is none other than defensive back Natron Brooks. Brooks would have three tackles and a humongous, not humongous, but a big time play. Uh, blocking a field goal that would lead to a uh, Golden Eagle score that would absolutely change the game, guys. Mm -hmm. It was a couple of um, things that happened, especially on special teams, um, that were momentous. But Natron Brooks would have a huge block 
for a field goal that would change the game around and give Southern Miss the momentum that they needed. Southern Miss also would play phenomenal on special teams with a block punt and a block field goal. And Tulane also missed a couple of field goals also. So that's of course. And one, the field goal that uh, the other field goal that Tulane missed, yes. Natron was right there too. Yes. So I mean, we had to, especially after last week, um, we had to put him in discussion for Player of the Week just mm-hmm. because two straight weeks of him going all at it on special teams. He said it's uh, the opportunity to go the hardest, which was pretty hard in itself. Yes. So um, big dog. dog mentality right there. And other <laughs> other dog. mentions. We're gonna go with Zach Wilkie. We uh, we didn't put him on, but he threw for 17 of 25. Uh, for 184 yards and two touchdowns, like we said, not you know the most uh, impressive stat line that would pop out, but he did his job and he's definitely improving. And also, last week's player of the week, um, Jacarius Caston, we could have put him Dog. on there too. He had a career high <laughs> eight catches for 92 yards and one touchdown. There's a little laugh in here because Jackson is just continuing to say dog, dog. which is what Dalen Gill was doing in his presser, which was pretty funny. Oh, man. But, I mean, what about, what did you about. see from volleyball, too? We had to leave yes. off some, you know, pretty crazy performances. Of course. Um, I stated earlier in the show, but just an honorable mention to Cara Atkinson. She would have uh, a total of two, uh, well, actually three. She would have a total of uh, three sets that she would close eventually closing it um closing the set um against uh south alabama to split the series there um in a 16 to 14 fifth set where she would just absolutely spike it down the middle and it would just erupt the wellness center so unbelievable mention to car atkinson who will have a career high 15 kills um she's a phenomenal player electrifying to watch um also um just an honorable mention to mia wesley also 26 kills one day on friday 24 on the next and splitting a double double um with 25 digs which will be her career high also and last but not least um just kenzie smith continuing to set the bar guys she set um her career high at 59 uh assists just last week um no a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. against stephen f austin now she set it again with two more at 61 assists. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a big difference between basketball and, and volleyball, but whatever you want to call it, dropping dimes, dropping whatever, bombs. But she's definitely killing it with 61. Dog. Like, <laughs> Dog. Hey, yeah, what, Dog. What? Yeah, I want to hear it, Jackson. Kenzie Smith? Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But she's That's definitely... the new <laughs> Dog. Thank you for listening to 4th Street. Dog. <laughs> But, of course, she's definitely special. The volleyball team is special to watch, and they will be back home this weekend against Troy um, starting this Friday at 6 p.m. at the Wellness Center, guys. So that was some of the um, honorable mentions. I know that also the men's golf, we talked about it earlier, is in first place at the Wake Forest Invitational, guys. So, um, Dogs. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Momoka Ando again, too, for that second-place finish um, for women's golf. And then... Also, uh, Mason Hunt kind of got overlooked, but again, 46 yards average on five punts for 232 yards. Think about that. Two football fields uh, distance off of five punts. That's insane. And uh, Briggs Bourgeois did his job, too, two out of two. And Jay Jones, as he said, with that blocked punt. So um, all around special teams performance. And just shout out to the coach and staff, you know, Greg Meyer. Um for doing what he was able to do this week and also just the whole Southern Miss football coaching staff for getting that big win 
Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs. All right. Let's not uh, say it too much before we run out, guys. <laughs> we just got some more dogs. Yeah, that is true. We got more dogs. On 4th Street. Yeah, we do. Uh, but without further ado, make sure that you check out 4th Street on Southern Miss Student Media on our live streams. As always, be sure to catch us on the podcast platforms, whatever you choose. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh, website you want to listen to. Make sure you check us out on there for at 4th Street Sports. As always, Mondays at 5 p.m. And let's get it started. I definitely think this is it is a week worth a cacao. Cacao! I got some more work to do. Um, and I'll let Jackson close out with the dogs in a little bit. But just shout out to Southern Miss football for a, a huge win on the season. This uh, win definitely changes the season for the Golden Eagles. And it brings a lot of hope to the season. The Golden Eagles will be back in action two weeks from now against Troy at Troy. So that will be fun to see um, starting Sunbelt um, conference play. So that will be interesting. Um, and Zach Wilkie is the starter from now on. Not, not from starter from now on, but he's solidified his position as the starter so we'll have to see uh what happens there it will be interesting um but any last comments or or statements before we get out of here guys speaking of dogs can't wait for danny dimes to throw some dimes <laughs> on the cowboys tonight he'll be throwing more dimes to us jackson so <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's um, what he does <laughs> yeah well, we'll also have another podcast out this week. Um, I, wonder, I know some people are wondering if we were going to do a pod since Southern Miss didn't have a game, if we are going to do Prince Pickham, but we will definitely do it. You can listen to it. It's just kind of like a bonus thing to get you to next week. Yes, and that is all. So without further ado, this has been Forest Street Sports. Hit it, Jackson. Dogs. <laughs> See y'all next week, Mondays at 5. Three, two, one. This has been the... Fourth Street Sports Show. Tune in next Monday at 5.